Here's a question for you. Who is your GOAT? You know what I mean. The greatest quarterback of all time. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Joe Montana? Is it Peyton Manning? Is it John Elway? Or is it none of these I just mentioned? We'll find out who I think is the GOAT. Get my ebook, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine, The Five Greatest Quarterbacks in NFL History on ColeJohnsonOnline.com for free. ColeJohnsonOnline.com, Why Your GOAT Ain't Mine for free. Get it right now. What you waiting for? Go get it. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to one and all. This is the podcast always suitable for work, home, families, play, and all commutes in between. Call Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson, and I'm here to bring you sports on another level. And on this podcast, we're going to touch on the MVP. What does it really mean? We're also going to deal with Bryce Harper. Is he the spark that baseball needs to get back to its glory days? And we're going to put a worthy subject under further review. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline, Oakland. Point guard for the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, the man that could hit a three from New York to Oakland, wins his second straight MVP award. But this one has come with some mild controversy, and I will address that in the next podcast. But for this one, I want to shine light where it deserves. In the 61-year history of the NBA awarding MVPs, there has not been one man, one man that has garnered unanimous voting, 131 Voters voted for this award. Stephon Curry was the first man to get all of the first place votes. And you heard me correctly. Not Michael Jordan, not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, not Bill Russell, not Will Chamberlain. Go up and down the list. Not even Kobe Bryant or Shaquille O'Neal. Go up and down the list. Stephon Curry is the very first man to win unanimous first place voting in the MVP since it was instituted back in 1956. Dateline, Los Angeles. So one of my colleagues, Colin Cowherd, had to spout off at this take saying that, really, LeBron James is the real MVP. On his show, The Herd, he said, and I quote, I'm not sure this league has ever seen a single player as valuable as LeBron James, close quote. I'll go back as far as I'll go back as far as 1980. We had multiple MVPs when Bird and Magic were ruling the NBA. Yet they were the two most val- valuable players of that decade, and in my opinion, they are the two most valuable players that the NBA ever produced, because the NBA is not the machine it is now if it weren't for those two. Then the next decade, you had Jordan. I mean, it was a clear hierarchy. Jordan was number one, Hakeem Olajuwon was number two, and then you have everybody else. And you had great players, 
and each took their turns to win MVPs. David Robinson and, and, and Charles Barkley to be two of those examples. I'll throw in Carl Malone for a third. But everybody knew where the bread was buttered in the NBA. It was Michael Jordan. Let's go to last decade. The two best players really were, at the beginning of the decade, Shaquille. At the end of the decade, even though you had the ascension of the king, LeBron James, really the best player the second half of the 2000s was Kobe Bryant. Yet you had many other people winning MVPs. Steve Nash winning two of them. So we can have this conversation that, yeah, LeBron's the real MVP. But understand, we're talking about basketball. Can you say that LeBron James is the real MVP considering that he has taken a city such as Cleveland and made it prominent because of his presence? Definitely. But the award is not for that. The award is for excellence on the court. And there was no player that had excellence on the court, more so than Stephon Curry in 2016. Dateline, New York City. So this report coming out of CBS New York really intrigued me. Former Jets cornerback Antonio Cromartie and his wife gave birth to twins. Now, mind you, two things pop up in my, my brain when I think about this. One is Cromartie had a vasectomy before he got together with his wife. And two, these twins are great. But for Cromartie, this is child number 11 and 12. Yes, we're talking about a man who has had 10 other children with eight other baby mamas. Shout out to Landon Collins, the cornerback for the, the Giants. Cromartie must be your idol because after proposing to your fiance and impregnating three different women, you must have him on your po you must have him on your locker. Man, I want to shoot after that number. Yeah, but I bet you Cromartie will tell you more than half my check is gone as soon as I see it because I got to pay eight different baby mamas. But congratulations uh, to the Cromarties. I'm glad that you all have your twins. I'm glad they're healthy. I just hope that, Antonio, you are still monetarily healthy after all of this. When I come back, I'm going to put a really good subject, and I've been wanting to do this for a while, under further review. But immediately following the break, the firebrand known as Bryce Harper. Is he the savior for baseball? Come right back, why don't you? Cold sports. Sports on another level can be seen and heard on these social media platforms. Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Like, share, rate, review, 
most importantly, follow and subscribe to each and every one of these social media platforms. Cole Sports. Sports for the intelligent sportsman. Cole Sports! Available on ColeJohnsonOnline.com and other social media outlets. Welcome back. So the Washington Nationals outfielder Bryce Harper is doing his best to to bring flavor and bring passion back to the sport of baseball. Earlier this week, after being ejected in in a game they were playing against the Tigers at home, after the Nationals came back and won the game, Harper went back on the field, looked at the umpire that tossed him out the game, and said warm pleasantries to the effect of F you. Now, with that win, the Nationals improved to 20 and 12, but that's not really the talk. And it definitely is now not the talk because of Strasburg, actually. Now, with that win, the Nationals improved to 20 and 12, but that's not even the talk around Washington baseball because of Serger uh, striking out 20 Tigers later on in that series. However, seeing Harper in this setting sort of strikes up another chord. Is baseball genteel, too genteel for its own good? Is it? Is it like watching golf where it's impolite for you to have personality? Is it like tennis that you have to have decorum, especially at Wimbledon, where you can't wear anything but white if you're a player? Has it become too proper? Has it become too strawberries and tea crumpets? And has it, has it become sipping tea with the pinky up? Has, has the sport become that sanitized? Because to me, when you see someone like a Bryce Harper, you, you, you sort of think, wow, this guy is color in a, in a world full of black and white. And, you know, in this midst of blandness, you have something exciting. Now, am I endorsing the fact that he dropped an F-bomb? Certainly, certainly not. I, I'm not the biggest fan of anyone who uses profanity to push across his point. But the energy is necessary. And you think back, you know, four decades ago, uh, Pete Rose, he had that same energy. You you have more players that seem seemingly had that same type of 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 energy as as Rose, but it was great to see a guy who just simply wanted to win at all costs. Unfortunately, Rose took that uh, too far, winning at all costs through betting. And in the '80s, we saw some really good talents that had that fire in them. You know, Andre Dawson and Mike Schmidt, and I can go onward. And, you know, you had Barry Bonds, who he unfortunately took it a step too far as well. But that that fire, that passion, the reason that even casual fans would say, "Okay, well, I want to see more of him. And because all eyes are on him, more eyes will be on. Now, unfortunately, Harper was suspended for a game because of his antics and cursing out an umpire. But that that energy is necessary. It needs to come back. Because the game that I remember used to have personality, used to have characters. Now we don't know who they are. Granted, there's been some wonderful moments as of late. Take, for instance, in San Diego, 
uh, Bartolo Colon, who's 42, couldn't hit a pitch if couldn't hit a pitch if he was standing right next to a barn and he was taking swings. He hits a two-run homer, the first of his career, and the trot was even funnier. But it was heartwarming because if those who don't follow the sport, you're dealing with a, a portly type of guy who can throw the bejesus out of a, of, of a baseball. And to, to see him as awkward as possible at the plate, be not as awkward and knock, knock a pitch over a wall, that's great to see. And then another Mets pitcher, uh, Noah Syndergaard, who puts you in the mindset of uh, Chris Hemsworth of Thor fame, hit two homers up the ways in L.A. So there's some there's some good things to follow in, in, in baseball. And that's not to mention the hot, the torrid, the blazing beginning of the 2016 season the Chicago Cubs have been. And yes, the same Chicago Cubs that have not surfaced in the World Series in 40, I'm sorry, in 70 years and haven't won one in over 100. Yes, the same Chicago Cubs. So there is reason to really be excited about Major League Baseball. The biggest of which to me is Bryce Harper. But I, I hope, though, that, that the league doesn't look at him as an albatross and treat him as an exception rather than a rule that they need to have in the players that come up following it. Because baseball needs that fire. Because a lot of the complaints that I hear from others when it comes to following the sport today is that it's not as exciting as, say, a football game where you get a chance to see a possible bomb or an 80 yard run, a touchdown run or or a defensive lineman just blasting a, a QB or a linebacker laying a nice hit on a on a wide receiver or running back or a safety doing the same. It's not as exciting as seeing a dunk or a three point shot and with four or five seconds left in the game in basketball. It's not the same as even in tennis where you get a chance to, to, to see passing shots, or hockey, of course, where you get a chance to see equal portions of grace and physicality. Baseball really doesn't have that, but it's still a great sport, and it's unfortunate that people don't follow it because of the fact of the label that the sport is now boring. Well, the sport really isn't boring. You just haven't had the right guy to come along and say, this is the reason why you should watch the sport. Bryce Harper is your man, and you got other stories to follow along with it. You don't necessarily have to follow only Bryce Harper, but at least for right now, he is a good place to start. When I come back, I'm going to put this respectful subject upon further review. One more time, my Cold Sports MVPs, Why Your Goat Ain't Mine is yours today, right now, for free, 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 free. All you have to do is go on to ColdJohnsonOnline.com and get your copy. I don't think that people heard you. How much is it again? It is free, 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 free. 
ColeJohnsonOnline.com. Why you going ain't mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. It's yours today for free. ColeJohnsonOnline.com. Just this one simple thing. Go get May 30th. You know what's up. You know what's coming. I don't even have to tell you. You probably can beat me to the punch. Cole Sports presents the Don't of the Month. The thrill of victory. The agony of defeat. And those special moments that come in between, before and after. All of those moments and more are captured and chronicled in this special premium content. Cole Sports presents That Was Then, a sports retrospective. Cole Sports presents That Was Then, a sports retrospective. Coming to a premium content platform nearest you. On the next podcast, it is absolutely stacked. We'll be talking about the NHL Stanley Cup Conference Finals. The series, uh, the series have been good up to this point. Hopefully, it will be even better at this stage. We will also talk about the NBA playoffs. They also might be in the conference final stage. But will we have two Game 7s there as well? We're going to, of course... Bring that hard-hitting subject, put it under further review, and award the Dolt of the Week. But that's for the podcast to come. For this one right here, though, I'm going to put this subject, respected as always, upon further review. You've heard me talk about how it is an insult that we still to this day have these nicknames for the Native Americans that are stereotypical, baseless, and in the case of the Washington NFL franchise, insulting. And the owner of the NFL Washington franchise, Daniel Snyder, has said, well, we ain't changing anything. We're not changing a single solitary thing. You have a fan base in D.C. who who they will pay a pretty dollar to fill up your stadium that holds over 90,000 people. So I get why Snyder doesn't want to give up the Washington NFL franchise name. I get it. But it's a general principle thing. You're rocking a slur, pure, plain and simple. Why do you think the shirt that ESPN's Bomani Jones wore that said Caucasians in the Cleveland Major League Baseball franchise and in its font drew some, some, some pub. 
Why do you think that happened? It, it's very simple. I love the commentary of that shirt alone. We can't quantify a certain class, a certain appeal, a certain culture with a name. Like we can't have a team called the Whatever Blacks because when I think about it, there's so many in our culture that act so many different ways that you can't stereotype one or the other because it just doesn't wash, just doesn't fly. Because I personally have met many different Native Americans. Some are tradition, some are as traditional as you get, and they're beautiful. Some have assimilated so much to the current American culture that you have a hard time telling if they are Native American or not. And they too are beautiful. So when I see the Cleveland Major League Baseball franchise and the Atlanta Major League Baseball franchise, when I see those nicknames, I shake my head and I say, well, there's more to the Native American culture than just those terms. And that's why I really love, I really love, I really do love what the folks at Florida State does. They are a model of how you're supposed to do it. Now, for those who are unaware and probably under a rock, the mascot or the nickname of Florida State is the Seminoles. And they have a mascot called Chief Osceola, and he's dressed up in, in the Seminole tribe garb, and he's on horseback. And he would trot out to the 50-yard line to midfield, and he would plant a spear at the center of the field. And, of course, that is to signal the the Seminoles coming upon the warpath. What I like about their approach is they actually went to the Seminole tribe themselves because they didn't want to offend the Seminoles. They didn't want to offend them. And then on top of it, they wanted to learn so that they can appreciate this heritage and bring back to the school a healthier, stronger, and actually a correct representation of the nickname that the school represents. So instead of it being a mockery like the Washington NFL franchise, the Cleveland Major League Baseball franchise, and even to an extent the Atlanta Major League Baseball franchise, Florida State gets it right. They gets it right. They get it right. And I love that. I love that. In an article written back in 2013 in the New York Times by uh, Mike Tierney, the Seminole tribe of Florida has granted written permission for the university to borrow symbols of its heritage. While other tribes have pressed institutions to amend certain traditions or abandon nicknames and logos altogether, Florida State enjoys the imprimatur of its sports team's namesake. Chief James Billy, the uh, tribe's chairman of the Seminoles, says, quote, We Seminoles embrace that mascot, Chief Osceola. They honor us. Close quote. That is how it should be done. When you have that in your back pocket that you that you're going to the source and you're asking is there something we're doing that's offensive if so tell us and we'll stop it one of the things that one of the things that they said was a bit offensive was the the uh, the chop and you don't see it as much now in in in, in Doe Campbell Stadium in in Tallahassee but they said that you know what what you're doing in in all other aspects the headdress, the, the, the wardrobe. Yes, 
You're honoring us. And we love that. Keep doing that. So understand, this is not a joke. When you're trying to represent something that's a nickname, you have to represent the true tenets of what it is the nickname speaks. And if you have issue in understanding if you're speaking to that 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 nickname, go to the source. Now, Snyder will tell you that well I, I visit with Native American tribes and they tell me, well, the nick the, the nickname, which is a slur, is not offensive to them. But you see, Snyder, I happen to know of a Native American who who resides in DC. And he will be the first to tell me very quickly that the nickname is offensive. It's a slur and it should be it should be eradicated. This is coming from a Native American, not coming from those like myself, although I am part Native American myself. It's not coming from from someone who is not dealing with the nickname on a personal level. I mean, uh, uh, on a on an impersonal level. I'm talking to someone who's dealing it on on a personal level. Florida State has modeled the way for the rest of these teams who want to have the Native American existence as part of their nickname and part of their organization to be rightly represented. If you're going to use the name, if you're going to use the culture, if you're going to use images and symbols of whatever tribe or whatever culture you're representing, make it a point to go to that heritage yourself And honor the culture. Honor the culture. And with the Native American culture, definitely honor it. Because they deserve nothing but honor from us. If you happen to like this podcast or anyone preceding this one, why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook at Cole Sports. Again, sports with a Z. Or to my Canadian friends, sports with a Z. You can also follow me on SoundCloud and Stitcher and YouTube and Google Play and iTunes and Instagram and Pinterest. Like, subscribe, share, rate, review to your heart's content, especially on iTunes. Do all of those things. More importantly, subscribe and follow to every one of those platforms. Most importantly, even with all of that, enjoy. For the Intelligent Sportsman, 
I am Cole Johnson. And this is... Media Entertainment Production.